It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood hosting today's program. Would love to take your calls with any Bible questions you may have, prayer requests, or uh, anything else that may be going on. So definitely would love to, to chat with you today. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. And we are live here along the Front Range in Colorado, from Colorado Springs through Fort Collins, the Denver, Lakewood area, on up to Cheyenne, Wyoming. We're now also broadcasting on Hope FM in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland, and definitely want to welcome our listeners from there. Been getting more and more calls and texts from the East Coast, so uh, glad to hear from you guys. So again, the number is 303-690-3000. You can also text us today at 720-336-0897. Would love to take your questions and or prayer requests. So just kind of uh, thinking about something this past week, um, just in, in my personal studies, and you know, First Samuel chapter 8, um, we see this transitionary period throughout the, the, the nation of Israel. And um, before this point, they had been governed by judges. There was judges that were appointed over the nation of Israel, and they would lead the nation, and God would pour out his spirit upon that particular judge, and they would um, give direction for the nation, and it would move along that way. And in a very real sense, the nation of Israel at that point was governed by God. And uh, it was really a time of great blessing. It was also a time of great freedom. There was no tax. There were no um, regional governments. There were, uh, it was just kind of unorganized, but it was at the same time, it was governed by the Lord. And we get to this point in 1 Samuel chapter 8, just where I was was reading and um, where where things are changing. They're going to move from this period under the judges to a period under the kings. And uh, Samuel was the last judge of Israel. And as we're there in 1 Samuel chapter 8, um, the, the, the elders of the nation of Israel came to him and they said, Hey, look, you're getting old, Samuel, and your sons don't follow your ways. And so we want a king to rule over us. And Samuel um, obviously was very displeased with that. And the Lord was very displeased with that because essentially what the nation was doing is saying, Hey, we want a king to rule us instead of God to rule us. And uh, it kind of just got me thinking about um, how we tend to look for greener grass in our situations. And you've heard that expression before. I'm sure the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, And just thinking about in our own lives, what are those things? What are those things that we think about would would be a king to put over us, just like the nation of Israel was thinking, or that greener grass? So if I could just get this job position, then things would be better in my life. If I could just have this relationship, then things would be better in my life. If I could just have this particular thing, then things would be better in my life. And we just think if we can get to this point, everything's going to be better. And what we see from the nation of Israel in 1 Samuel chapter 8 is that things didn't get better when they got a king. In fact, they got much, much worse, uh, and things went downhill from there. And this is often what happens with us as well. We think things are going to be better if we can just get a certain thing, and then what ends up happening is the opposite of that. Uh, It's kind of like I I saw this picture, actually, that was a, a picture of a cow on one side of a fence, 
And on the cow side of the fence, was the grass was kind of all brown. And on the other side of the fence, the grass was nice and tall and green. And the cow had reached its head through the fence to try and eat some of that fresh green grass. And it got its head stuck in the fence. And this is just a hilarious picture. You can actually Google it. Look up cow's head stuck in the fence on Google. You'll find it. Um, but just this picture of this cow with its head stuck in the fence. And I just got thinking about how, man, when we go after the kings in our life, when we go after those things that we think are going to make us better, rather than the Lord, we end up getting our heads stuck in the fence because uh, we're looking for something other than Jesus to satisfy us. And so uh, just a little bit of encouragement for you today. So once again, this is Calvary Live, your afternoon call-in or text-in radio program on Grace FM here in the Front Range and also on Hope FM on the East Coast of the U.S. And taking your calls and your texts, you can call us today at 303-690-3000. You can text at 720-336-0897. And my name is Pastor Nate Morris. Again, I'm the pastor of Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And would love to have you come and join us for service sometime if you live in the west side of Denver. We have services on Sundays at 9 and 1045, uh, right in the Lakewood area. So I'm going to take a quick look and see what we have here on the text line. Let's see. Take a look here. Okay. So um, somebody from Maryland has texted in and asked, what is a saint? How do you define a saint? Now, this is a great question, um, especially if you come from a, a Catholic background. This is a really great question. What is a saint? Because the way that Catholic uh, Catholics tend to look at saints is a little bit different than what we would look at them. But Paul, uh, when he references the saints, particularly in the book of Ephesus, as well, I mean, in the book of Ephesians, as well as some of the others, he, he says to the saints and, and the faithful who are in Ephesus. And so when we are um, reading through these, we can see that the saints is identified with those who are in the church. And so if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a saint. Uh, and that's, that's a pretty amazing thing when you think about that. And it's not a work of your own. Uh, when we think of saints, we tend to think of people that have done great things. And um, of course, many Christians have done great things and God has worked miraculously through them. But when we tend to think of, uh, of saints, we think of these people that have done amazing things. And the reality is we are saints not because of what we have done, but because of what God has done. And so when Paul's writing to the Ephesians, he says, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus. You see that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. And so um, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a saint. And so take comfort in that today. Just know that, that you are a saint because of what God has done in your life, not because of what you've done. And so if you belong to him, he's washed all of your sins away. He's made you perfectly clean and holy. You are um, a saint in the eyes of the Lord. And so that, man, that's a great, great blessing, a great privilege. Uh, it's humbling when you think about it. We're also called a, a holy priesthood, uh, which is amazing as well. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a priest. Um, and so you don't need a priest, you are a priest. And the job of a priest is to go between God and man. And so Jesus, as our great high priest, has gone between us and the Father. And so now we, as believers in Jesus, are also priests as well. We have direct access to God the Father, which is just mind-blowing when you think about it. And so you, if you are a believer, a follower of Jesus, you are a saint and you are a priest of God or a priestess. Um, so what an amazing, amazing blessing that is. 
So once again, we are uh, taking your calls and your text questions today. You might be tuning in expecting to get the, um, the world news update, the prophecy update. Um, as of last week, we are no longer broadcasting that on Mondays. You can um, still access that on hischannel.com. That's H-I-S-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Dot com, hischannel.com, and you'll actually get it a little bit sooner than we were broadcasting it, um, but if, if that was something that you really were blessed by and enjoyed, um, feel free to go on hischannel.com and you can, can access that. But here on Mondays, we are now expanding the daily call-in radio show to five days a week, and so that uh, is a blessing uh, to be able to do that. And so, again, my name is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar, taking your calls and your texts at 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. You can also text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. All right, I'm going to take a quick look here again at the text line. Looks like we've had a couple texts come in. All right, let's see here. Somebody texted in just now that uh, with a question: Can a spouse stop the blessings God has for you as an individual and as a couple with their sin? Can a spouse stop the blessings God has for you as an individual and as a couple with their sin? Um, here's one thing that I, that I will say for sure is that sin definitely can interrupt blessings in your life. Absolutely it can. Um, and it can, it can interrupt blessings in other people's lives as well. Sin is something that affects not only the person who committed the sin, but many people around it. Uh, this is why when you see things like um, adultery or involvement in pornography, you see that that sin affects multiple people. And so somebody might think, well, it doesn't hurt anybody. I'm just doing this myself. But the reality is all sin uh, affects more than just you, which is part of the reason that uh, it's so offensive to God. And so, um, yes, in a sense, I mean, I guess the, the question that I would have for that person who texted that in would be, um, what are the, the blessings that you're thinking about and what is it that, that, that your spouse is involved in? Kind of what is your concern along those lines? Um, are, is there something specific you're looking for in your life that you're feeling like is being blocked by your spouse? And also whether your spouse is a believer or not, if your spouse is, is a, a follower of Jesus. And so... Um, just uh, if that's you, um, just just know that that's going to vary depending on what that answer is. But um, absolutely, sin will affect everybody. And so, if your spouse is involved in sin, uh, especially if they're a believer, um, I, I I would talk to them about it, and I would ask them to get some help from a pastor or to talk to somebody, um, and and to get rid of that because sin ultimately will destroy you. We see that in James that that sin. Uh, it, it leads to death, and it, and it causes death in our lives. It can cause death of good things, and so um, definitely want to address that. All right, looks like we have uh, Amber from Frederick on the line. Amber, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. How are you, Pastor? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am having a fantastic day. I just wanted to lift all the listeners up in praise today, and I just a prayer for anyone listening. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day and has Christ in their heart and in their soul, and that's all I wanted real quick. Awesome. Well, well, Amber, would you like, would you like to, to say that prayer for us today? Or, um, or, or would I, I, would, I would like if you would take the lead. I fumble no my problem. words. 
no Real problem. Easily. <laughs> no, not at all. No problem. All right. Lord, we just, uh, I, I thank you for Amber. I thank you for her heart for those who are listening and tuning in today, Lord. And I just, I just agree with her, Lord. I pray for um, just all, all that are tuning in today, Lord, that they be blessed and encouraged by the program. I pray that anybody that's on, uh, just listening on the radio today that doesn't have a relationship with you, that's never put their trust in you, Jesus, uh, to be forgiven for their sin, I pray that they would just be convicted of their sin, but Lord, ultimately to understand the price that you paid for their sin to give them life, Lord, and that they would, uh, that they'd come to know you today. And for uh, any of those who are dealing with, with struggles in their lives, Lord, that, that they'd be encouraged and built up. And so we just thank you for uh, the opportunity to have this program on the airwaves, Lord. And I thank you for Amber and her heart for your people. And just uh, lift this all up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Have a good evening. Absolutely. You too. Thanks, Amber. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in. All right. You're listening to Calvary Live. Once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And would love to take your calls, your texts with any questions you may have. You can call in today at 303-690-3000 or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Would love to uh, answer any Bible questions you may have. Would love to pray with you if you've got any prayer requests going on. And uh, I'm going to take a quick look here again at the texts in here. We've had a couple of them. Um, so someone texted from Inglewood, Colorado, and said, I was raised as Catholic, but want to go to change to being a Christian. How different are the surface services? Would like an idea before I go to a Calvary church. Um, and so uh, to this person, I, I don't know your name, but whoever this is from Inglewood, um, I would just like to say that, that the, the services are probably a little bit different from what you're used to. Um, I've actually never been to a Catholic service except for a wedding, uh, which is a little bit different, I'm sure, than, the, than a standard regular service. But especially at a Calvary Chapel, I'll, I'll tell you what our services are like in general. We will start with a time of, of worship where we come before the Lord together and we praise Him for, for how good He is to us. We sing songs. Uh, most Calvary churches will have a worship team, so you'll have maybe drums and guitars and um, a couple of vocalists, and, and we'll sing songs to Jesus is what we do. And the reason for that is we want to praise him. We want to worship him for what he's done for us. And so uh, we usually start with, with worship, and then we uh, might go into a time of announcements and um, talking about anything that we've got going on in the church. And then generally at a Calvary Chapel church, we'll have a Bible study. And that Bible study might last anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on the church that you attend. And um, what we do at Calvary Chapels is we go through the Bible. We usually take a book of the Bible and we study a book of the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, straight through. And the reason that we do that is we really want to get the, the full sense of the Word of God, not to just take a verse here and a verse there, but to understand what God is actually saying in the Scriptures. And so um, if that's you and, and you're that person that, that has been raised Catholic, but you're considering coming to a Calvary Chapel Church, I'd, I'd, love, uh, I'd love for you to get involved in one. And so you're in Inglewood. There's several churches that aren't too far from you. In fact, my church is not too far from you. We're up in Lakewood, uh, just off First and Gar Garrison Street. Uh, there's also Horizon Christian Fellowship in Littleton that is very close to you. Um, you might also be, depending on what part of Inglewood, you might also be close to Mile High Calvary down in the south. But those are all great churches, and, the, and they teach that way. 
And uh, the important thing uh, that, that I think about why I really identify with the Calvary Chapel m movement is the, the sensitivity to really studying through the Word of God, because we want to hear what God has to say, not necessarily what I have to say or what some other pastor has to say, but what the Word of God says. And so I um, would encourage you with that. And as you were raised Catholic, you know, there's, there's lots of maybe ideas you have about church and even about God that come along with that. And so um, what I would like to say to you, if that's you, that, that, that God loves you, that um, there is, you know, as, as we talk about sin, we talk about f being saved and some of those things. Some of those terms might be different in the Catholic church than what you're used, than what we talk about in uh, a Calvary chapel or an evangelical church. And so um, I'll, I'll, just to give you an idea of what the gospel is, the gospel is um, the good news that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. And it is by grace through faith that we are saved. As we place our trust in Jesus, we're saved. And it's not, it's not taking the Eucharist. It's not um, doing penance. It's not any of those things. What it is, is it, it, it's from what Jesus has done on the cross for us. And so uh, if that's you, I, I'd highly encourage you. I, I, definitely go check out one of these Calvary Chapel churches. There's some great ones in your area. Uh, we'd love to have you come and visit our church sometime. That's Calvary Belmar in Lakewood. We're probably 15, 20 minutes from where you are. So once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar and Lakewood hosting the call-in show today on Calvary Live. You can call us today at 303-690-3000 or text at 720-366-0897. So we have uh, look, quite a few text messages coming in, which I'll get to a couple of these here in just a second, but we'd love to have another caller or two call in. So if you got a question, uh, please feel free to call us 303-690-3000. Another, um, another question that has come in from Fort Collins is if you divorce, maybe it's, is your divorce unbiblical if you forever in sin with your new spouse? So, um, just answering this question, I don't know the exact, I think maybe your autocorrect on your phone might have translated things a little bit odd, but I don't know the exact nature of your question, but but I will tell you that that the biblical grounds for divorce are marital unfaithfulness. That's, that's, that's the basic one right there, which means um, sexual activity outside of your marriage with another person. And so um, having an affair is a biblical grounds for divorce. And really, I, I believe that the, the reason for that is that, that, that God understands the hurt that that causes uh, in a relationship and, and that it's, some, it's breaking a bond. Um, but the other time that we see that being okay is when somebody uh, is married to an unbeliever. We see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Paul the Apostle talks about this, that when someone is married to an unbeliever and the unbeliever wants to leave them, um, that they are to let them go. They're not bound under that circumstance. Paul the Apostle said that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And so when you are married, you've made a covenant commitment to your spouse. And so it's not something that we can take lightly. It's not something that we can break easily. Um, and so the biblical grounds for divorce, again, are, are marital unfaithfulness, so someone having an affair in the relationship, or um, being married to an unbeliever and that person choosing to, um, choosing to walk away and saying, I, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And, and it's, it, as the believer in that situation, you're not bound when an unbeliever does that. 
So once again, this is Calvary Live. You can call in with your questions, 303-690-3000, or text at 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar. And it uh, looks like we have a couple lines full, line one and line three. We've got uh, lines open as well, so feel free to call in. I want to take a call from Jennifer in Fountain today. Jennifer, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Absolutely. What can we do for you today, Jennifer? Yeah, I'm just calling. I'm actually a, a new believer, um, and as I'm learning and I'm growing, um, I guess the struggle that I'm having right now is um, how how do I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? I, I I know that it's probably different for everyone, but I'm just at times frustrated because I feel like why why am I not hearing? Like I guess my question is how do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and the guidance and yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, that's a huge question. And I'm actually really glad that you asked that because I'm sure a lot of our listeners today have that very same question. Um, in fact, I remember um, I was, my wife and I used to be, um, both of us are on staff at another Calvary Chapel a number of years ago. And there was this, this person that we knew that was there that just seemed really solid in the Lord and looked, seemed like she knew a lot of the scriptures. And, um, and in a conversation with my wife, she at one point was like, my wife was talking about hearing from the Lord on something, and she said, I don't think I've ever heard from the Lord. And it was kind of one of those things that like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that coming from you. But this is a question that lots of people have. And so um, that, that's not unusual, Jennifer, just so you know, to have that question. But I, I think the best place to start when you're wanting to hear from the Lord really is coming back to learning and studying the Bible. And the reason that I say that is this. The Bible is the revealed Word of God for us. And so as we study the Bible, we can know that what it says in there uh, is what God would have to say for us. So um, we can judge any thoughts that we have down the line, anything that we might feel like be a leading of the Holy Spirit. We can line it up with the Scripture and say, okay, does this line up with what the Bible says or not? And then if it doesn't, then we can say, okay, that must just be the pizza I ate last night or something, you know? Um, but if it's something that we can see and it, it, it honors the Lord, then that gives us the confidence to move forward in that. And so for you as a new believer, what I would really start is, is really dig into studying the scriptures um, just as a starting place for, for learning how to hear from the Lord because we know that God has spoken through his word. And so as he's done that and you study the word and you start to understand and, and learn a little bit more, then when you are looking at it, facing a decision, then the Holy Spirit can bring to remembrance those things that you are, um, that, that you've learned. And so as, as the Holy Spirit then interacts with you, he, he reminds you of those things. And so this is actually, uh, Jesus talked about this in John chapter 14. He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. That's John 14, 26. And so, especially for you, Jennifer, as a new believer, I think the best place to start is really digging into the Word of God. And so I don't know if that's uh, just, just in your personal time or if that's plugging into a Bible study. I mean, those are both great ways to go. 
Um, but do you have a do you have a personal time where you spend some time studying the yeah, Bible? Yeah, I'm actually with just you saying that. Um, I just got done reading John chapter 14 last night. And that's what I've been doing um, every night is just after I get the kids to bed, um, I just take time for myself. And and that's where I started was in the New Testament and just every night reading little, you know, little by little. And um, yeah, and just like you were saying earlier, I hear other people say, you know, I heard from the Lord or God spoke to me and I'm like trying to understand, well, what does that look like for me? And yeah. How do I, you know, how how can I hear from him, and how do I know when the Holy Spirit's talking to me? So, right, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I love that that you were just reading that last night because I think that was just that's just the Lord confirming that for you in a sense too. Um, okay. But that that thought of the Holy Spirit bringing those things to our remembrance, as it says there in John fourteen. Um, is that as we learn the scripture and then when we have those things come up, usually it's in a, it's in a decisive situation when you're like, I need to go left or I need to go right on this, on this issue I'm facing. Then that scripture just pops into your mind and you're like, I don't even know where that came from. But it was the Holy Spirit prompting you of that. And then it helps you to, to make that decision. Um, but one thing I will say is oftentimes I think that, that, the way that some Christians speak about hearing from the Lord can be uh, a little bit hard for those that are either new believers or those who are outsiders to understand, because it's not like <clears throat> it's not like God opens up the clouds and starts talking audibly to people. Usually, you know, um, right. sometimes that that happens. You know, that that happened in in throughout Scripture at certain points. But the reality is, usually, it's just that, that small little voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart speaking to you about something. And, um, and uh, oftentimes that's prompted by a study through the scriptures or something like that. And so um, for you, for in the situation that you're in, really it's going to be just learning to hear that voice. And Jesus said, you know, um, I'm, I'm the good shepherd. The, the, the sheep hear my voice and they know me. Uh, and so as you are, are starting to follow Christ and as you're starting to study the Bible, which is awesome, and the book of John is perfect for you to be studying right now. That's great. Um, then the Lord can kind of can start to speak to you and you'll start to understand his voice in a sense. And again, it's not an audible voice usually. It's not, um, a, a, you know, a, it's not really a phrase necessarily out loud or something that you think, but it's it's kind of a, just a, a quiet confirmation of the Holy Spirit in your heart is how I usually find it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think I, I read even earlier on, um, maybe in Matthew, um, just speaking about the Word and how it um, it is like more of a written internally. Um, and so I get what you're saying is that um, when things happen, you know, you're going to have that remembrance of the Word. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And then, you know, a lot of times um, when people talk about hearing from the Lord and it, it's it's kind of something that they're feeling like they're feeling led to do something, maybe. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes that can be the Holy Spirit prompting you to take a step of faith in a certain direction or to make a certain decision or to leave behind a certain sin or something like that. 
And when he does that, um, what we always want to do is, is then ask ourselves a couple questions. We're going to ask ourselves, okay, is this thing that I'm feeling like I might be hearing from the Lord, is this something that contradicts Scripture in any way? Um, because God will never contradict himself. And so if there's something that you're feeling kind of led towards, first stop is to look at the Scriptures. And then, and then I think another good thing is to ask a trusted believer or friend that's a, that's a follower of Jesus and say, what do you think about this? I'm feeling like God might be telling me to do this. What do you think about it? Um, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. Um, yeah, and thank you. It's just, again, you know, it's learning my voice from the Holy Spirit's voice, and then, of right. course, the enemy's there, too. So <laughs> distinguishing Absolutely. between the three, you know, and I'm just, I'm learning, I'm trying. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, it's a, it's a great thing to be in that spot and to be able to learn to distinguish that. And so we are coming up on the program. So Jennifer, I'm going to thank you for your call. Thank you. uh, Have a great day. God bless you. You Thank you. All right. Stick with us. We'll be back right after the break. Again, this is Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live on the Monday edition. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and questions. You can call us today at 303-690-3000 or text in at 720-336-0897. Would love to answer any Bible questions you may have today or take any prayer requests that you may have as well. And as we get into the second half of the program today, we have Michael on line three. Michael, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Pastor Nate. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm blessed of God, Pastor. Praise God. I have a prayer request, but I, I need to kind of let you know what where where it's coming from. Sure. For for the longest time, I've lived uh, like an island uh, uh, by myself, a lone island by myself, or a lone wolf. And God's been working in me, and He's just starting to deal with areas of my life that would have caused me to do that. And I've come to realize just how much I miss relationships with other people, talking mm-hmm. to them, being friends, and such. Yeah. And. And one of the things is I'm, I'm, I'm missing is um, I feel like I'm missing in my life is uh, female companionship for no other reason than, than just companionship. Somebody special in my life. I mean, I've got two marriages that went south, and well, they divorced me, and no no children involved or nothing. Uh, because I was a poor husband, I didn't know how to love, and I'm thinking. I, I'm, I think I know. How, I'm learning how to love. Learn how to love, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm learning so much as I continue on this very unique journey. Yeah. So I just want prayer about about forming more relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with people and maybe finding somebody special in my life. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, at my age, it's, I don't have a lot of time left in comparison to 20, 30 years ago. So, you know, I just want some prayer about that. Yeah, I, I would love to pray for you, Michael. Let me just ask you one quick question. Um, are you on? Um, are, are you plugged into a church right now? I am. I go to a church in Inglewood, Colorado. Okay, that's great. Perfect. I go. To, I, I go to. I go to a church called the Wellspring Church. Okay. It's a. It's a uh, charismatic style uh, Anglican church. Okay. Okay. And I don't, I don't know anything about that church specifically, but I, that's great that you're plugged in. Um, especially, I know you said you, you kind of been a lone wolf type, and I, that's that's kind of my default by my on my by myself as well. I'm a little bit of an introvert uh, normally, which is kind of funny because I, you know I, I'm a pastor and I interact with people all the time. But if I think God kind of stuck me in that position, knowing that I, that's what I needed in a sense. But the uh, the um, the reality is for those of you, us that are like that, it's easier sometimes to be alone. And so I think it's great that you're plugged into a church. Are you involved in any small groups or Bible studies or anything there? Mm, uh, not really. I mean, I, God is working on that in me, too. I mean, I need to get more involved mm-hmm. in, in church-based groups and stuff. Okay. Uh, so that I can maybe start to 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 spread my horizons a little bit, meet more people, and and get get more more fellowship from the body. Yeah, okay. God's working on that. Yeah, absolutely, and I understand that. So that that's 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 great. Um, I'd encourage you to do just to kind of go for it on that. Just whether it's going to a church potluck or plugging into a. Bible study that you wouldn't normally go to, just kind of, as you take some steps of faith in that, I believe God will bless you in that. But I want to go ahead and pray for you, and uh, and I, I know that this is something, this this area of friendships and relationships and, and kind of growing in that area, I know that's something that God will want to bless you with, because we're designed to be a part of the body of Christ, you know, and we're, we're not designed for being alone. So uh, I think you'll be blessed in that. So let's go ahead and lift it up to the Lord. Amen. All right. Father, we just come before you, and I thank you for my brother Michael. Lord, I thank you that, that you've been working on his life. I thank you for the, the things that you've been changing, Lord, and it's such a blessing when you do that. We know that you're always working and that you're, you're conforming us into the image of your son, Jesus. And so uh, I thank you for the fact that you're doing that in his life, Lord. And as he goes through that, sometimes it, it hurts to, to go through that process, and sometimes it's painful. Um, but it's always good. And so I pray that as he goes through this right now, Lord, that you would uh, just encourage him, that you'd give him uh, faith to trust you in this area, that you'd help him to take those steps of faith as well, Lord, to, 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 to walk in that, uh, that that you'd have for him, Lord. And so whether that's plugging into a small group at church or uh, attending a church potluck that he normally wouldn't go to or whatever, Lord, that he would just kind of have the 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 fortitude to take those steps of faith in you. Um, I also pray that you would just surround him with some believers that can lift him up and encourage him and build him up in you. And I just pray for uh, your hand upon him, Lord. And, and as far as relationships go, um, with a, a, a romantic type relationship with, with, uh, with a woman, Lord, I pray that if that's something that you have for him, that you would just, uh, that you would just give him the patience to, to see that through, Lord, and that you would, would bring that person if that is what you have. And so um, we just bring all this before you and trust you. And um, thank you for how you're working in Michael's life. And so we just lift these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mike. God bless you. God bless you too, Michael. Thanks for your call.
All right, you are listening to the Monday edition of Calvary Live. Uh, we have replaced the world news update that used to be on Mondays uh, with a, a call-in show that we've been doing the rest of the week. It's now on Mondays as well, Calvary Live, broadcasting on Grace FM on the front range of Colorado and Wyoming, and also on Hope FM in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. You can call us with your questions or prayer requests at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. Again, my name is Pastor Nate Morris. I'm from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, if you live on the west side of the Denver area, would love to have you come and visit us sometime. We have services on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045 a.m. and we meet at 1 Garrison Street. And taking your calls and your questions today. Again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000 text 720-336-0897 and we have on line one i believe it's taria from Greeley. is that how you pronounce your name yeah hi hi how are um, you doing today? i was oh sorry go ahead oh no go ahead i was just asking how you're doing today oh i'm doing good thank you <laughs> um i was just calling because um I just had questions about, like, friendships and, like, walking with the Lord. Um, yeah. Getting stronger and walking with Christ, and that's what I want to do. I've decided that's what I want to do. And I cut off, like, a number of friends that don't, like, identify with it or, like, you know, they still are up to that same lifestyle. And I just kind of want to make sure, like, is that the way Christ would handle it or... Am I doing it right, or should I still keep them around so that they could still see changes, or, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is, it's a little bit of a subjective question, and it depends on your situation. I will mm-hmm. tell you from my own experience, I, uh, I, I grew up in the church. I, I became a believer when I was seven years old, but really, throughout junior high and high school, I walked away from the Lord, and I was quite a troublemaker, and I had... <laughs> a group of troublemaker friends and we did lots of trouble together and mm-hmm. my right before my senior year of high school I had kind of a, 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 a an awesome conversion experience where I really started following the Lord and as I did so for me I had to cut off the relationships that I had with those friends um, I, I, I kind of tried to hang out with them a little bit, but it just it wasn't working because the things that they liked to do were not things that I could do as a believer in Jesus Christ. Their, their, their time revolved around going out and partying. It revolved around getting drunk. It, it revolved around doing drugs. Um, it revolved around, you know, honestly treating women poorly. It was something that I couldn't do anymore as a believer in Jesus. And so um, I said, I can't. I can't continue in these relationships. Now, did I still talk to them? Did I still see them at school? Yeah, those types of things. I I still, you know, I wasn't harsh to them. I didn't turn my back on them, but I I wouldn't go and do the same things that I would do with them before. And so I think that that's an important thing to keep in mind is that as you have those friendships, you don't want to cut them off in the sense of being like, I can't, I can't be, I can't talk to you anymore or anything like that. But but if your relationship with them kind of revolves around doing things that as a believer you really don't want to be doing, I'd say you probably should put some distance between you and them. Um, right. And so, I, like I said, I can't, I can't speak to your specific situation um, um, in that sense, but I think it's probably healthy, and they'll see those changes. And, you know, honestly, the cool thing that I have to say about my, my experience in the past was 
that out of those friends, two of the ones that were the worst troublemakers, um, I found out a few years ago that they're also believers in the Lord now, and they're also going to a Calvary Chapel in Texas. Uh, yeah, and it's so it's just such a cool thing to be like, wow, man, God is so good. But um, mm-hmm. but for me, that's what I had to do. So I I don't know. In your situation with these friends that you have, um, did those relationships kind of revolve around things that you don't really want to be doing anymore? Yeah, like um, a lot of the time they still party, they still drink, they still smoke and things like that. And like when we even have conversations, I can't identify with anything that they say anymore. I'm like, oh, I know where you came from back then, but now I'm like, oh, it just sounds so, Yeah. I don't, not like silly, but it's not something that I agree with or something that I know is like wise right. for them either. So it's just like very hard for us to find like common ground or yeah 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 i think in that type of situation i think specifically with where you're at in your walk right now you're really getting excited about the lord and trying to honor him and and making those decisions at this point i'd say the best thing would probably be to keep your distance as to to a certain extent um Mm -hmm. don't cut them off don't shut them down in the sense of you know i i can't have anything to do with you anymore because the reality is I would imagine your desire would be for them to come to know the Lord, right? Right. So so if you completely shut them out of your life altogether, th- that doesn't give you the opportunity to speak into their life. But I would say that the, the types of things that you used to do with them, the types of situations we're used to, to be around them are probably not things that you should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. Even just if it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the party. I'm not going to drink or I'm going to go to this place. Don't go there right now in, in that sense. I think that, that you want to have that mindset of, okay, I'm following the Lord now. I can't do those things. My relationship with them has to revolve around the way that I'm going to speak Jesus into their lives. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It's, it's a really hard thing mm-hmm. to kind of draw those boundaries. But I think, um, unfortunately, more often than not, what ends up happening is our friends that aren't believers draw us back into the world instead of us drawing them out of it when we're in that type of situation. Definitely. So, okay. Okay. Well, can Thank I pray you. for you, Taria? All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. Um, you can hang oh, up if thanks. you'd like, but just want to pray for you today. All right, Lord, I just lift up Taria to you and Greeley and just um, thank you for uh, the way that you've been working in her life. And I just pray that you would give her encouragement by your Holy Spirit, that you would build her up, that you would help her just to have wisdom from your spirit on, as to how to navigate those relationships, Lord. Um, that she would draw those lines that are good boundaries for her so that she can keep strong in her walk with you, Lord, but that she'd also know how to reach out to her friends and um, as she has a heart for them to know you, Lord. And so uh, pray for her and her whole situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, Taria. You have a great day. All right. You are listening to Calvary Live on the Monday edition. You can call in with your questions at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls, your questions, and your prayer requests today. I'm going to take a quick look here at the text questions that have come in. And let's see here, update this. 
Okay, someone from Boulder has texted and asked that we could be praying for God to bring healing to their church. Um, apparently their church is, is dealing with some hard things, and so uh, we just like prayer for healing in their church. And, you know, I, I believe that this is absolutely something God would love to do. And, you know, the problem, I've always said this, the problem with churches is that they're full of people. <laughs> you know, we're just messy, and we do things wrong, and we mess up, and we get on each other's nerves and we get offended and we do all these things and it's so it can be messy and ugly and the great thing is that God saves us regardless because he's so good and he's so loving and so for this church that's in Boulder I know that God would love to bring healing to this church um, so let's let's just pray together for that Lord we pray for this church in Boulder I don't know which church it is but you do and so we pray for your hand of healing over this church, Lord. We pray for whatever it is that's breaking those that relationships down, Lord, for sin that may be creeping in there, um, whether that's the sin of bitterness between church members, Lord, or envy or greed or power, whatever it may be, Lord, that, that, that uh, they would turn from their sin, that they would embrace you, Lord, and ultimately they would find that unity of the spirit and the bond of peace that's found in you, Lord Jesus. And so I pray that you would just pour out your spirit upon that church in a fresh way, Lord, that they would feel convicted of their sin, that they would turn from it and turn to you, and it would just be a great testimony of your goodness and your love, Lord. And so we lift this church in Boulder up to you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And just on the topic of, of churches and hurt in churches, uh, just just one of the things that I've always thought is, is this. Um, now, I, I, there are certain situations where you should not stay in a church. There are, I'm not really going to get into that today. Um, obviously, if there's false teaching in a church, you don't want to be there. If there's rampant sin or, or, or uh, licentiousness or basically accepting sin as being okay, obviously you don't want to be there. But the reality is, is oftentimes people can jump from church to church and kind of church hop because they're not finding the perfect church for them. And the reality is, here is what's the, here's the truth for you. If that's you and you've been church hopping or church shopping and you're just kind of bouncing around a lot, I, I just want to tell you that you're never going to find the perfect church. And here's why. You will never find the church that's perfect for you because every time you go into a church, you're there. And you're not perfect. You'll never find a perfect church because you're there. And so um, those little things that you can get complaining about, I don't like the worship, I don't like uh, their children's ministry, I don't like this, I don't like that. Don't let those be the things that you judge the church that you go to by. Judge it by whether they're teaching the word faithfully. Judge it by whether they love Jesus. Judge it by how the Lord leads you as you plug into that. And uh, don't let those little nitpicky things happen. And those are the types of things that cause that division in the church later on. So uh, just a, a little um, word of encouragement for some of you out there today. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or text at 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris, and it looks like we have uh, Margie from Aurora on the line. Margie, how are you today? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Okay. Here's my question. Um, every other Saturday, I go to these faith-building classes that this lady teaches, and last Saturday, she taught on the honor your mother and your father commandment, and, you know, the promise that comes with it, and it's, everybody was in agreement, but when she came, when she said, a baby in the womb 
if the parents are fighting, that baby makes a judgment against their parents, and that's called hidden sin. And everybody was in agreement, and I'm, to, to me it was like, this doesn't even sound normal. Hmm. Is that biblical, or is she just reading too many of the wrong books? You know, um, to be honest, I have not heard that before. I'm not going to say that, 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 that it couldn't possibly be there somewhere, but it doesn't really sound like something that would be the truth of God in, in my mind. Really, we know that, that people, all of us are born sinners, and so we are sinners from, the, from birth, you know, um, and that, that's, we inherit a sin nature. And so mm-hmm. part of our redemption is redeeming us from our sin nature. But uh, as far as a baby sinning in the womb, um, and that being the cause for them not not being saved at that point without putting their faith in Jesus, that's not really something that I would believe to be biblical. Um, I, 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 we see that that we are born with that sin nature that we've inherited from the first parents, Adam and Eve. You know, mm-hmm. all of us are sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But I, that, to me, enters the realm of speculation, uh, really beyond kind of where we should be looking. Um, let me just do a, uh, just do a quick search here just to make sure that I'm not, you know, off base in terms of that being a scripture. Uh, but I don't believe that I've ever heard that before. And you know, it really is just kind of speculative to me. So, um, yeah. So when you see some of these, these scriptures about being born in sin, I mean, Psalm 51 talks about it. It says, surely I was sinful at birth from the time my mother conceived me. Um, but the foolishness in the heart of a child, some of those things were born sinners, but, uh, you know, I don't think that there's something that we can see where it's like sinning in the womb, you know, in that sense. So mm-hmm. that, that, that seems speculative to me at, at best. Okay. Because a lot of things that she does teach, I just, it just doesn't ring true to me. And, then, and, then, and I'm like, well, you know, they're probably further ahead of me than spiritually, and maybe they know more than I do. But this one here, it just, it's on my mind constantly because it's like that doesn't ring true. Yeah. And also, when I've questioned her on things before, she has said, everything's not in the Bible. The Bible doesn't tell us everything. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and, I mean, it depends on what she's speaking about that. Obviously, the Bible doesn't tell us everything. It doesn't tell you how to microwave a microwave dinner. Correct. We, we do know that we're given everything that we need to live the Christian life from the, from the Scriptures in terms of mm-hmm. speaking to us. And so... so I, I would disagree with her on that. What are some of the other things that you feel like she's saying that, that might be um, kind of off? Well, at the top of my head, nothing is coming to my mind because I don't retain things. goes in, you know, that old phrase, one ear and not the other. But she's now she's leaning towards everybody being um, taught something called theophastic prayer. Okay, yeah. And I don't, I don't even know what that is, so I, I have no idea. I'm yeah. out of water. Yeah. What um, is it? So this is something that I, I, I counsel you to stay away from theophostic prayer. And the Thank reason you. being is that it's something that um, it, it's kind of a blend of psychology and kind of a, a little bit of speculative charismatic theology. And so it's kind of trying to, to find inner healing for emotional wounding that may have happened to you in the past and find lasting peace through that. And the problem with that is, is it's not peace that comes from Jesus and Jesus heals every wound. And so uh, the, the, the whole idea of, of theophastic prayer, it, it's like trying to, it, it's kind of 
trying to open up your mind to remember things that have happened to you in the past and then find healing for those in the Lord. But the reality is, is that as you are saved and you place your faith and your trust in Jesus, you're made a new creation. You're, you're a completely new creation. Second Corinthians 5.17 speaks very clearly on that. And so we don't need to um, go back in a sense to who we were before Jesus. And so I, I'd advise you to stay away from that. Um, and it sounds like, I don't really know, you know, what this study is that you're doing with this, these, this lady, but there's some things that, that for me personally, I, I would steer clear of um, with regard to the, the, the things that she's telling you. I mean, like saying everything that we need isn't in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, if you take that in a literal sense, yeah, we don't, not everything that we need is in the scriptures, but, um, but we also know that he's given us all things that we need for life and godliness, as it says. So um, the, the scriptures speak to every spiritual need that we have. They speak to every um, idea of God that we have. We can line everything that we think about God up with the scriptures and see whether it's true. And so uh, that's something I, I, I would advise you kind of to, to, to steer clear of that type of teaching. Yes, I, I wasn't planning on doing it, you know, because it's, it's, it's over my head. And, and like, like you said, you're, when you're born again, you're a new creation. So why do I want to keep going back to what happened to me in my youth? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I think that's, it's kind of this idea of Christian inner healing, but the reality is Jesus is our healer and we are made new. Uh, of course, there's issues and baggage that we carry around with us, but um, it, it, it's not something that we see prescribed in Scripture. And so as, as such, I'd stay away from it. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. My thank pleasure. You, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your call. And thank you. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you, and God bless. God bless you. So it uh, looks like we've got time for maybe one more call before we wrap up the program today, but just want to remind you uh, to tune in again tomorrow. If you didn't get your question answered on the line, if you texted in today, please text in again tomorrow. Pastor Jeff Figs will be hosting the program tomorrow. And uh, once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar and Lakewood hosting the program today on the Monday edition of Calvary Live. And I'd like to take a call from Lawrence in Platteville, Lawrence, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, my uh, my question, I'm not sure if it's a question, it's more of an observance in the churches. Uh, I, I noticed that a lot of the saints are in the background before church starts and they're talking and drinking coffee. I'm just wondering how come uh, a lot of them are not up in the front anymore praying, you know, seeking the Lord, uh, trying to get into one mind and one accord so that uh, when the pastor does uh, reach to us that we receive what the Lord has for us, that we we can be fed and, and go out of there with knowing that, you know, we received everything that the Lord had for us. Mm -hmm. So you mean <clears throat> before service, why are people chatting and talking instead of getting up on their knees in prayer? Right. You know, I don't understand. And then, you know, uh, most of all, we should be praying for, for one another, of course, but we should be praying and fasting for the pastor because, when the devil comes in, he that's the first one he's going to want to attack is the pastor, so he can mm -hmm. uh, separate the flock, you know? Once the pastor's gone, then the flock starts separating. But yeah. I think uh, we lost a lot of it during the years that have gone by, that we need to pray and fast for each another, you know? When we're listening to a brother on the radio and he, we hear a lot of distress and a lot of tiredness from the battle that he's in, you know, yeah. we should be reaching out our hands and, and praying for that brother, you know, because, like I said, we're all one body, we're all one accord, we all feel, we should all feel the pain that he's feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm going to be quick because we're coming up on the end and I don't want to get cut off, 
too soon, but just just kind of answering your question, it sounds like the Lord's really put prayer on your heart, um, which is awesome. That's awesome. And you know, I, I would say for you, um, man, if, if I were you, I, I'd go up and I'd, I'd ask the pastor of your church and just say, hey, would you mind if I start a pre-service prayer ministry? And I'll just gather some people around and we'll sit up at the front and we'll pray um, for the service. And you can, you can just grab some people there and say, hey, would you want to come pray with me before the service starts? And, uh, and do that. We have that at our church, which is amazing. We have a group of people that just meet together and pray before both services. Each service, there's a group that does it, which is awesome. We also have started doing a, a, a once a month prayer meeting. We're calling it our catalyst meeting just to kind of like really do exactly what you're saying, praying for the church, praying for what God's doing in our community. And so, um, I guess my, my answer would be not really so much about, you know, why are the other people not doing it? I think they're probably there just looking for fellowship. They're looking for connection, which is good also. But since God's put prayer on your heart, I'd say for you, maybe it'd be a good thing to do. Just maybe next Sunday you ask the pastor, hey, would you mind if I start a little prayer thing up here at the front and I grab some people and we can pray for you? I, I can tell you if you came up to me at my church and said, hey, I'd like to get several people together to pray for you before service, I'd be like, amen, please do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um that would be kind of, I think that that's something maybe the Lord's put on your heart and it would be a good thing for you to kind of take that, take that step and, and offer to do that. And then I think as far as people, you know, I, prayer is missing in the church today, I think, for a lot of us. And I think it's something that's really important. Uh, in fact, our book of the month at our church next month is, is How to Pray by R.A. Torian. It's really focused on prayer and, and fasting even, too, and the importance of that. Um, so, Lawrence, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. We're coming up on the end of the program, so I'm going to go ahead and, and say goodbye. Thank you for your call, but, and also thank you for the encouragement in that. I think we should be praying. I think that many people will receive blessing from that encouragement today. Thank you, um, Pastor. Yes, yeah, so you have a great day. I'm going to go ahead and close this out here today. So, okay, God bless. God bless you. So you've been listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar and Lakewood hosting the program today. Thanks for joining us. Didn't get to all the questions today. If you've got a question that didn't get answered, please call tomorrow and Pastor Jeff would love to talk with you as well. So God bless. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.